Life Audio. Hello. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for us. I'm your host, Jennifer Slattery, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, 2 Corinthians 10, 1. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is 2 Corinthians 10.1. By the humility and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you, I, Paul, who am timid when face-to-face with you, but bold towards you when away. Have you ever been in a situation where others interpreted your humility and gentleness, or as some translations state, meekness, two heart positions that take great inner strength to display, where they've interpreted those as a sign of weakness, maybe even as a liability? Or have you ever worried that someone might do that, that They would use your Christ-like responses against you. Sadly, people might, in fact, do that. The unscrupulous and power-hungry may see your noble demeanor as an opportunity to exert their strength. They did with the Apostle Paul. He'd written to the Corinthians a year prior to address some significant concerns, idolatry, sexual immorality, and to provide theological clarity. And during a time when God's called and commissioned people needed the strength, the encouragement, and effectiveness that comes from uniting around a common mission, they were living divided due to greed, race, social status, and based on who followed which preacher. These men and women had received God's free gift of salvation and had, in essence, become entirely new creations but their minds were still greatly deceived. In many ways, they still valued the ideals espoused by their culture rather than the things of Christ. Most specifically, they retained a lot from their previous worldview and their human perspective. These issues, if left unaddressed, would drastically decrease their impact, and it had the potential to destroy their church and their relationships with one another, leading to increased hurt and brokenness rather than healing, wholeness, and gospel expansion. And so Paul wrote a letter discussing those areas in which the Corinthian believers needed to grow. In other words, he called them out on their poor behavior. He did so lovingly and with effect. The people repented, and yet it seems some of those in the congregation felt a bit bitter about the whole ordeal, maybe even about Paul himself. Most people do not like someone to confront them on the things they are doing wrong. Those types of conversations, even when handled with the utmost of grace, can trigger fear, pride, and defensive reactions. 
Sometimes those reactions can become super ugly. And maybe you've witnessed this in your church or your workplace or some other interrelational setting. The employee who finds his laziness challenged might start to gossip about the boss or the situation, which often results in slander. The woman held accountable in Bible study might become angry and then destructive, creating conflict and distrust one negative and one-sided statement at a time. The elder who agrees with the lead pastor or who maybe disagrees with the hiring board's decision to bring a particular person on staff might begin to triangulate, trying to increase their power and influence by drawing others to their side, forming an us versus you atmosphere that is so contrary to the love and grace of Christ. While we don't know what had reached Paul's ears, his words in today's verse and the verses that follow indicate that he felt the need to defend himself and his ministry, specifically his gentle and humble approach, likely in part because many in the church viewed meekness, which biblically means strength under control, as weakness. Apparently, they wanted a strong, commanding leader that spoke with eloquence and demanded obedience, not one who came to love and to serve. Scholars suggest some of these people bristled at his message of self-sacrifice rather than self-elevation as well. God's ways can be difficult to understand and even more challenging to obey. And Paul made it clear in citing Jesus as the source of his gentleness and humility that his posture indeed came from Christ. Paul may have been referencing or thinking about Christ's words in Matthew 11 verse 29 when he told his followers, and by extension you and I, quote, take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, end quote. Jesus, co-creator of everything that exists, our resurrected Savior, came to earth not as a wealthy and powerful earthly king, but as a servant, a servant who had the right and the authority to demand allegiance and worship from everyone he encountered, the religious and political leaders included, but who chose instead to remain silent when mocked and attacked. A servant who, beaten and bloodied, struggled beneath the weight of his cross as he carried it past gawkers to the hill of his death. And a servant who bled and died, who willingly gave his life so that you and I might live. The gentle, humble, yet divine servant who wants you and I, as he did Paul and the Corinthian believers, to follow and to learn from him. In every missionary journey and with every letter written or word taught, That was precisely what Paul strived to do, most likely knowing others would misjudge, criticize, and gossip about him. I'm sure every hateful and disparaging comment stung. Paul was human after all, and therefore he experienced the full range of emotions that you and I do. But his obedience didn't depend on other people's opinions or approval or on his emotions. His obedience depended on his love for Christ and his passion for the gospel, for seeing others, even his enemies, experience eternal life. The result? God used Paul to plant numerous churches, to raise up gifted teachers and leaders, and to bring salvation to many. God calls you and I to exhibit the same self-sacrificing, humble love, not because he wants us to experience mockery or humiliation, but instead because he longs for everyone to accept his free gift of life. And while some people might use our gentleness against us, Our actions will disarm others, softening their hearts to the truths of Christ. Let's pray. Holy Father, mold us, transform us, annihilate our pride, increase our love. 
Help us to serve others with gentleness, with humility, with meekness, with a love, a perfect love that comes from you. We know we have the power by the Holy Spirit to love others with gentleness and humility, with kindness and with patience, to view them through your eyes. We know that sometimes when we reach out in love, people won't respond well. We know that sometimes people will try to use our meekness against us, but we also know that you reign supreme. Therefore, we can surrender to you. We can serve and love out of our love for you, out of our trust in you, knowing that you see us, that you love us, that you are sovereign and you have a plan for us. And you are molding us through every obedient step that we take. When our pride rises up, when our fear rises up, turn our hearts to you. Remind us of your love, your power, and your sovereignty. It's in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It helps us connect to more listeners like you. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. We want to thank our wonderful hosts, Jennifer Slattery and Grace Fox. You can hear more from Jennifer by visiting jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. And you can find out more from Grace by visiting gracefox.com. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. 
God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.